When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Johara Tundalk and Cavan. Discover the all-new Renault Arcana at Blackstone Motors that comes with a five-year warranty. Call us now to arrange a test drive or visit blackstonemotors.ie for more details. Welcome to Late Lunch, brand new week of the show. Great to have you with us. Hope you enjoyed your weekend. It was lovely, wasn't it? It really was. I was out for a walk yesterday with the dog and the countryside is full of goodies. I'll be talking about that a little bit later on. We've packed show for you as usual. We're going to meet some wonderful young people who were honoured by the Garda and me that they meet Garda Youth Awards. That's coming up a little bit later on. Tony Connell looking ahead to the Draw the Motor Show. And Alice Taylor, the wonderful Alice Taylor, is with me. She's talking about living alone. She had a busy house, a big family and now she's on her Todd. I'm looking forward to having a chat with Alice again after two. But we begin today because my sidekick has a problem and she wants to air it on the show today. Well, it's very interesting I have to say, Louise. Uh, let me tell you the story. Louise arrived in in this beautiful brand new winter jacket <laughs> last week and said to me, what do you think? Well, I keep it or change it. Yes. So I don't know why she asked me. But anyway, I gave my honest opinion. It's gorgeous. I said, keep it. It's a lovely winter jacket. She says, do I look like the Michelin man? Not at all, I said. <laughs> Indeed, and you it's don't. It's very furry and very yeah, warm. But it's lovely. It is a lovely jacket, you must admit. It is love. I love it. And okay. I, I wore it to the circus and it's so warm. <laughs> Gorgeous. There Fab. you go. And you know her, Louise, she's like very careful with her clothing purchases. She's not out there every week buying this throwaway fashion. I think that's fair to say, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It is indeed. It's my first jacket in a long time. <laughs> anyway, I got a bulletin over the weekend from her <gasps> and I nearly fell off me chair. She says, me jacket, me jacket. Tell them the story. Yeah. Well, I, as I said, I wore it um, on to the circus uh, on Thursday night and when I took it off I discovered that the tags were still on it. You know, mm. the kind of the tags that are <laughs> on, on the jacket. That, that I always leave on when I put something new on. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So I took it off anyway and look at it. I had bought the jacket because it was, it said for sale and it was 55 euro and I thought it's a lovely jacket for that price. You know, it's bargain. fantastic. Bargain. Um, but I noticed it was a sticker on top of a sticker on top of the actual tag, if you know what I mean. Yes. So I very, very carefully on Saturday morning peeled off the 55 euro. Yes, which you paid for it. Which I paid for it. And underneath was a sticker that said for sale. And I could just about make make it out and I showed you 50 euro. Oh, oh so no. Said, oh, that's you great. You did a fiver. You did a fiver. Go so on. I peeled off that sticker <laughs> and it was the actual tag of the jacket with the, the yes. logo and all. And it 
gave it the original price, yeah. which somebody had put a black marker over, yeah. but you could still see oh, the price can. if you put it to the you light. You can, you can, you can, yeah. And it was €46. Euro. Oh, it gets worse. You were so stung for €9 euro. Euro in total now. Up, you know, and it was meant to be sale price. Okay, so you paid 55 At one stage it was offered at 50 and it was ultimately for sale, or originally for sale, should I say, at €46. Mm. Euros. So you really paid, even though you... I feel you've got a bargain even at 55 Oh, let yeah, me say. no, I love the jacket. I wouldn't change it's it or beaut- whatever. But it I really just is. felt a bit... Yes. You know, because you, when you see for sale, people automatically think, I'm getting a bargain. Yeah. And that the price is lower. There you go. So, our Louise has been done €9. Euro. It was €46 euro originally and sold on sale at 55 Anybody ever come across that in late lunch land? Similar story. If you did, let us know. 086-1800-658. That's 086-1800-658. You can WhatsApp or text us now. Or if you'd like to call in, it's 1857-15958. Well, who am I to know? How could I know? But I know a woman who knows everything about this. She's a personal finance journalist, broadcaster and author, and she's simply brilliant. And she's on the line. Jill Kirby, hello again. Hi again, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good. Well, mm. come in here and come in and I tell us know. what the story is. Have you, have you come across this before? No, I haven't. What I have come across, of course, is kind of the reverse of that, which is that people, um, <clears throat> you know, you go to the till with uh, an item, not necessarily a sale item, and then you're told, oh, I'm terribly sorry. When You know how they, they click it on then, they, they scan it. And they say, oh, I'm sorry, that item wasn't 46 euros, it's actually 56 euros. I'm, I'm really sorry about that. And you go, oh, well, that's what the price says. And I think a lot of people, I, I, I'm, I mean, this happens, okay, it does happen, because somebody's made a mistake in putting on the tag. Mm. But once you are informed at the till before your money is taken that this was a mistake, and I'm afraid if you want it, it's going to cost you nine euros more, mm. then it's up to you to decide whether you want it or not. They're not committing any breach of any regulation doing that. It's an unfortunate thing, and you may not shop with them anymore. But it's so common that the Consumer and um, Competition Protection Commission, who I contacted on your behalf, um, actually have an item on their excellent website. They really do have a terrific website for shoppers and people even mm. buying financial products. Uh, and they said, you know, it's unfortunate, but it isn't a breach. However, when I spoke to a very, very helpful young woman um, at the CCBC today, uh, she kind of like, I could almost see her scratching her head the way I did when I heard Louise's story, mm. which is most unusual. You know, you get an item at the till, there's a nice sales sticker on it that says 55 euros, and you're going, oh, good. You know, obviously a, a discount of some sort, and I like the jacket. Um, <clears throat> but, it, you know, where you then scrape off the, the stickers and discover that the price has actually gone up twice, and yeah. it's called a sale item. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, gosh, I mean, that's kind of unusual. Anyway, she went away, came back to me very quickly and said, okay, we've, we've checked out our own regulations, and there's two things. One is either a, um, a misleading price indicator, and that's kind of the the first one I talked about. Yeah. Um, except that it isn't really because so long as at the till the the correct price is given to you, it's not a breach. <clears throat> but if they hadn't informed you of, you know, of of the fact that it was extra and it simply 
totted it up and took your card and it was only when you got home that you realized yep. you were paying more. Well, that's that's where they would be. The, the retailer could be caught misleading you. The other element, though, or the other category is misleading advertising. And she suggested, uh, she said, we haven't investigated this yet and we need to see this, you know, the, the whole situation. But it, she said, it strikes me that this is misleading advertising that the that the retailer has undertaken. And it certainly sounds that way to me. Mm. Um, hard to, so, so uh, just to, to finish with the CCPC, um, this lady said, anybody who has this issue, who's come across this, who has scraped off the, the extra stickers and found that the original um, item, the price of the original item was less. And we're talking, don't forget, about pound, uh, euros, not pounds. Mm. This happens a lot if you're on, if you go into a, a UK yes. teen store. Because, and I'm a Marks and Spencer shopper, and often you pull off that little sticker and you say, wow, you know, you paid 55 quid, but it's really only 40 pounds. Mm. Well, this is this is a real issue about um, the exchange rate, and I'm afraid they they overgild the lily too often in these shops, and they claim it's because they have to pay their staff more in Ireland that our our you know electricity prices are higher, taxes yes. are higher, whatever. They, they use that as the excuse for this extremely uh, you know generous exchange rate that they slap on from pounds to euros. That wasn't the case. I, I gather from Louise. No, I mean, every every price that was under each of those stickers was in euros. I can verify that. I've uh, okay. forensically examined them before coming on okay. air today. They are all and, euro prices. And you'd like to think. I mean, um, we're not naming the shop because you know there's there's it's it's up to you guys whether you want to pursue this. But um, you'd like to think it was just a mistake, um, or it was an overzealous. I don't know, boss or somebody who said, gee, we've lost a lot of money this year and it's now sale time. We're coming into the pre-Christmas sales and everybody has sale signs lapped up everywhere. So I'm going to take a chance and hope that nobody looks and mm. we're going to charge actually more than the original price because this shop needs the money. We're in we're in financial problems, mm. difficulties. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I mean, if if that if that's what you're resorting to, then I don't think you've got a viable business. No, and and you're right there. Now, your your advice, Louise, she's listening listening patiently. Would you go back? I would absolutely go back. I mean, I'd go back and say, listen, I really like this jacket. I mean, you know, I thought at 55 euros on, on sale, it was a good price. But it was actually originally 46 euros. And I unfortunately wasn't here a month or two ago when it was on <laughs> yes. its original price because yes. I would have bought it at 46 euros. <laughs> mm. So this is just unfair. And I would Does it matter thought, I don't have the receipt because no, I bought no, it I with two other jackets? No. So yeah, that would no, be the so. total I, price would be on the statement. No, I kind of asked this. I mean, a lot of shops, I've done it myself. I'm sure loads of your listeners have as well. You know, you buy an item um, and you, you know, you've tried it on. Um, ideally, you don't take the tags off. But even those you can sometimes get back on. But you've lost the receipt. And a, a, a good department store, everyone that I've ever dealt with, will always take it back so long as you've keep the tags and they know it was sold recently because it's the same price or sale price. Um, I mean, it, it, the, the CCPC lady said it depends on the retailer, but a good retailer, I mean, they'll know this item 
is brand new or it's just been out on the on the shelves for a, a week or so. I, I believe this woman when she says she bought it, she doesn't have the ticket with her, but the or her her receipt. The other thing you can do, of course, and I have said this to somebody who has said, "Oh, you don't have the receipt." I'll say that's fine. I'll I'll bring it up here on my bank account. I mean, I will show you that it was, you know, whether it was Dumb Stores or Marks and Spencers or whoever. Mm. Uh, I bought this three days ago, and gee, look at that! The date three days ago, Dumb Stores thirty nine ninety nine, and that is the price of the item on the tag. I mean, most most shops are reasonable about that. I yes. don't worry about that too much. I think it's the principle, certainly, yeah. and more than a principle. This is a violation of a Consumer Protection Act code. Okay. That's why now, let me tell you, content. we're getting plenty of reaction. I'm not surprised about this. Keep them, keep uh, your uh, comments coming to us on 086-1800-658. You can WhatsApp or text me. A number of listeners, and, and Jill has clarified that already, it's not the uh, British pounds versus the euro. That's not the case in this no. case. We understand that, and it is painful, as Jill said, but you just got to suck it up. But listen to some of these. Sometimes a store will have a 24-hour sale with items reduced just for that time. Then the price goes back up to the original price. Hence okay. the difference amounts on the tags, says Martina and Navin. What do you say to that, Jill? Okay, well, they should be changing the tags because yeah. that is then a, a violation of the price indicator rule, which the lady from the CCPC was telling me about. You mm. have to have the correct price on at all times. So if you foolishly have a 24-hour sale and then don't get around after the 24 hours to change the tags back, well, that's your that's your mistake, and your customer should be able to make a complaint about that. Uh, I mean, first you complain to the retailer, and if they do nothing about it, then you contact the CCPC, and they're very helpful, very helpful. Okay. And will investigate. John says, here's a, this is a crazy one. John said, before Christmas, a couple of years back, he got a pair of shoes, a bargain, for €25, euro, and he looked in the shop in January. In the sale, they were €40. Euro. <laughs> Well, oh my, I shouldn't laugh, Jill. I shouldn't no, laugh at that. But but that's the same. It's almost the same as as um, Louise's issue, yeah. except that the, the price has genuinely changed. I mean, that is, you know, um, the thing is, there aren't two tags, I presume, on those pairs mm, in mm. the window with the previous price underneath, because that is that is just you know a misleading piece of advertising. But if you actually say our sale. Our sale price of shoes that were once 46 euros or 25 euros is now 50. Well, you walk away from that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, somebody can say, but you had them for sale. Well, okay, but this is what we're selling them for now. I mean, we acknowledge that it was a different price. This shop that Louise went to was trying to hide the fact that it was was raising that price. Mm, mm. And there's another one. Oh, Louise is a big fan club here, you know, Jill. Louise, <laughs> I would go straight back up to that shop and demand that nine euro and keep that jacket as you like it, says another listener. <laughs> ladies, women stick together on stuff like this. <laughs> oh, for sure. Anyway, Louise loves the jacket. You're going to keep it, but you will go back, will you? Will you go back to them? I will. I'll go back and see yes. what they say and I'll, I'll let you know. But Please. Yeah, I just think it's... I haven't seen it before like that, Jill. I have seen... You know, coming up to Christmas, I remember one year there was something in the shop and it was 20 euro. Uh, and then coming up to Christmas, it was put up to 40 euro. And then in the sales, it was brought back down to 20 euro. Mm-hmm. But they can but do I, they, that. They can do that. They can do that. If only for a short time. But this yeah. I've never seen before. Okay. No. 
Okay, well, that that is interesting. So we've covered that one up. Just while you're with us, because I, I have a few more minutes, I, I just want to put sure, this to you. Sure. Um, you know the whole issue now of most people are tapping cards like myself going in and they say to you, I have to be honest, you most places I go to say, would you like a receipt? And generally yeah. when it's small items, I don't take it if it was a bit bigger. Are you entitled to a receipt across the board? Yes, you absolutely are. And But this is a really a growing phenomenon. And like you, Terry, I think I've done it myself. If it's a small item, if I'm picking up milk at the corner shop or something else, and I'm asked, do you want to receive? I say, no, don't bother. Um, now, I prefer to be asked. And unfortunately, quite a lot of shops I've noticed, not just corner stores, um, not, not the big retailers. I mean, they're very, you know, they have very set protocols and mm. they tend to adhere to them uh, about giving up receipts and things. But other, you know, other shops um, are, don't even offer a receipt anymore. And I'm going, hello, I always ask for a receipt. I mean, mo- well, I shouldn't say, I you know, very tiny things, no. But usually I will ask for a receipt. And I've, I've noticed this is happening a lot. And they're obliged to, and you should probably for your own protection. And I say that especially to people who are using cash, and a lot of people are not using cash anymore. We're all tapping our cards. Because it suggests that maybe the retailer isn't putting it through. You know, they're not putting it through their books if if uh, you're offering them cash. Or without that receipt, you don't know what you're being charged. Mm. You know, really, um, mm. that's partly for using cards. But And then on the other side, if you're offering them cash, well, maybe they're not declaring all their cash to the revenue. So I think it's it's, it's an easy thing to fall into. It's easier for the shopkeeper. It's, it's a lot less time-consuming if you have a long yes. queue of people who've been waiting. Um, and we're just shrugging it off. Um, but other countries, by the way, I, you may know, I go to Italy quite a lot. And in Italy, if you do, as as the consumer, as the buyer of the product, if you don't have the receipt, you can be charged by their uh, by their financial police. This is a this is another category of of the police services in Italy. You can be charged and fined for not having the receipt because they believe that you're in cahoots then with the retailer. And there has been a, a major tax um, avoidance, if you wish, evasion problem in Italy over the years, which the Italians acknowledge. Um, and and we don't have that law here. But, you know, and there isn't an Italian in the world, I think, that doesn't look for the receipt and make sure they hang on to it. Yes. Because, because the, the Polizia di Finanzia can stop anybody on the street they see coming out of a shop and actually say, did you buy something? And you say, yes, and I'd like to see the receipt, please. And they're perfectly within the right to do that. God almighty, isn't that an interesting uh, scenario <laughs> indeed. Viva Italia, I can't wait to get Viva back Italia. there myself soon uh, too, please God. Jill, you're fantastic. That's Read cool. her, follow her. She's simply brilliant. She knows it all. Jill, nice. we'll talk to you nice again to soon. You Thank again. you. Thank you, you so much. Take care Bye-bye. of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There you are. We've sorted Louise's jacket for the moment. Watch this space. We'll have the follow-up story on your late lunch. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. Stand out from the crowd with the all-new Renault Arcana. See the new Arcana range at Blackstone Motors today. Call us now to arrange a test drive or visit blackstonemotors.ie for more details. 
House Proud Furniture's new Dundalk flagship showroom has now got even bigger. Our new 44,000 square foot extension is now open. Premium brands like Lazy Boy, Rouch and Wyman, Slide Robes, Ashley Manor, Buoyant and much, much more are now on display and available for immediate delivery at prices that won't be beaten. Beds, dining, sofas and giftware are all in stock and ready to go. Unit 1 and 2, Northlink Retail Park, Coes Road, Dundalk. House Proud, the home of good furniture. At IBEC Academy, we know business. IBEC Academy offers a range of accredited courses delivered to individuals or on a customized basis. Our courses focus on helping your people to develop, equipping them with the skills, knowledge and confidence that they need to thrive. IBEC's extensive history and experience in the areas of business, HR, management and occupational health and safety informs the programs we deliver. Book today for impactful, relevant and practical courses at ibecacademy.ie. Calling all heavy metal fans. Not that heavy metal. This heavy metal. BS Auto Recyclers Dueling. We buy cars for cash. End of life certificate issued. Also scrap metal bought for cash at BS Auto Recyclers Dueling. We weigh and we pay. For more, see bsautos.ie. Collection service available. Hi, Niall here from RD Credit Union. We can look after all your financial needs as we now provide card accounts, debit cards and online banking. In addition to our normal loan offerings, we now provide mortgages, special rate green loans, agri-business loans and student loans. We are open six days a week and you can contact us by phone, online or in person. Loans are subject to approval. Terms and conditions apply. RD Credit Union Limited is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Jamie Lally here from Lally's Electrical. Call in and check out the latest technology in LED and OLED TVs from Sony, Samsung, LG, Toshiba and Walker at unbeatable prices. Lally's Electrical, the name you can trust. Coast Road, Dundalk. Here, what about Sean? With the Rock Collection. Well, Paul then. His brother. Ever had your friend tell you they have the perfect person to set you up on a date with? It doesn't always end well. And at the moment, that's not even possible. LMFM Dating will help you connect with new people. Our listeners are genuine people who just want to meet someone nice. With less distractions, who knows what might have the chance to grow. And you won't have to report back to your friends straight away. If that sounds like you, then head on over to lmfmdating.ie and register for free. Happiness may just be a click away. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drada, Dundalk and Cavan. Let Blackstone Motors find the perfect car for you. With over 300 cars to choose from, we have the biggest selection of pre-owned cars in Drada, Dundalk and Cavan. Low APR and zero deposit packages available. See blackstonemotors.ie for more details. Well done to Michael Quilty. He's in drum. Conrad and Anne Cudden is in draw. They won €400 Euro each on LMFM Radio Bingo. The jackpot €7,000. You can get your book online, lmfm.ie, or from a range of outlets across the northeast. The general message is, go back, Louise. Bring it back. Raise the hair with the store, because if you don't, they'll do it again. That's coming to us on late lunch this afternoon. Thanks, indeed, for all your comments to 086-1800-658. Louise, I was in the Feels the weekend with me four-legged friend. Ah, uh, mushrooms. There's mushrooms. There's field mushrooms still out there. Yeah, still. And amazing. I got field mushrooms. There were uh, rosehip berries. Uh, lovely. Uh, the red berries on hawthorn trees. The slows. Louise, I got a bag of slows. And I'm ready for the slow gin this year. Now, have vintages come back a number of years, but I'll make the 21 gin for next year. You know what okay. I mean? Yeah. But you know what I noticed? The slow berries, they were tiny. 
really small this year. You know, it's normal small other berry. years at this time. A little bit bigger. bigger, a little bit bigger. They were, they were very small, whatever about them this summer. It was great fruit and summer. But yeah, when you were saying there's loads of mushrooms, I was going to ask because you're out and about. Is it as abundant as other years or more? Oh, or? So this is the second flush of them. We got them back okay. in July when it we got a bit of dampness and then there was now July, August and then they went and they're back now with a little damp, the damp again. And these are field mushrooms. The white fellas are all beautiful as well. But uh, plenty out there yesterday uh, to be had free of charge in the Irish countryside. But the slows have to get cracking. Now, do you know what I'll do with the slows now? Put them in the freezer. Why? Because slows are better when they get a bit of cold weather for the flavour of the gin ultimately. So the trick is, haven't had frost yet, put them in the freezer for a few days, take them out then, they've got the frost, punch the skins, put them in and work the magic. You know all the tricks. Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt and Josie's your sister. Yes, the tricks of the trade is right. Anyway, the slow gin is on the way. We're heading to news and weather at two o'clock and you know it's Irish Music Month on LMFM Radio and we have a final five in our competition and one of the finalists are in between Honey, a five-piece from Meath. Did you know they played Electric Picnic in 2019? And they were one of the ones to watch in the Whelan's Festival in 2020. Here they are, we wish them luck, with Friday night, Monday morning, from In Between Honey. I can't even look you in the eye Oh, the darkness actions are the skies Jerry, I bought a loop pedal in a music store last year. It was advertised at €200 Euro from 220 reduced. While in the shop, a man bought one on his card. It came up as €220 Euro on the screen. I was next, but paying with cash. I spoke to the guy. I said I thought there was a sale price on this. He got a little embarrassed and said to me, you can have it for 190 cash. Hmm... Just builds on what Jill Kirby was saying to us a little bit earlier on, doesn't it? Cash is king if you're looking for a bargain. But, 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 you'd feel sorry for that other man, wouldn't you, that paid the full price. Moving on on late lunch, she is one of the darlings of the nation when it comes to writing brilliant books. And she's back with a new one. It's called Tea for One. When I mentioned to school through the fields back in 1988, which put her on the map, she was on a gay on the Late Late Show, radio everywhere, and she's produced a raft of brilliant books since. I am so delighted to say hello again to Alice Taylor. Hello, Alice. Hello, Jerry. Thank you for joining me on the show today. Well, Tea for One, before I get into the nub of the book, I have to ask you, we all love our tea. Uh, What's your favourite tea, Alice? Barry's. (laughs) That's a cock tea, you see, Jerry. I'm prejudiced. (laughs) Barry's. Barry's cock tea. Ordinary. I suppose they call it breakfast tea. I know people have green tea and all different kinds of tea, but I kind of like the ordinary the ordinary, like, would you call it black tea? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Alice, when I tell you, yeah. you're dead right. You cock people stick together. But let me tell you, up here in the Wee County Loud, we love your tea as well. And I have to say, I've come to love Barry's tea myself more and more in recent times. There you are now. I love it. I do love it. I recommend it. The red, the red label Barry's. The red label, yeah, it should make, <laughs> even the look at the box would make you feel good. It would, Alice. Yeah. It would. And it is really beautiful, beautiful 
good tea. But listen, you've gone back to, in the book you say, you got the caddy, you got the little uh, strainer, you've gone back to the loose tea, have you? I have, because I'll tell you, you know, I was reared with that. My mother, my mother was an expert at making tea. She was very fussy about making tea. She never made tea if she didn't see the kettle boiling herself. Mm. And um, so anyway, of course, over the years then, I, I, I kind of fell by the wayside and converted to um, tea bags. And then one day a friend came and she brought me a, a, a little cellophane packet of Ballymaloo um, morning tea. And I looked at it in amazement and I thought, oh. And while I was looking at it, one of my sons came in and he said, um, what are you doing? I said, I'm admiring Ballymaloo morning tea. He said, he said, why did you go on to tea bags? He said, Nana, that was his grandmother. Nana would never have used tea bags. I said, I know, but tea, you know, the tea leaves are kind of messy in the sink. So anyway, he disappeared, and um, the following day he, he arrived back with this little dinky teapot with a diffuser inside, and it very posh. I thought, God, now isn't that great? And a couple of days, well, now maybe a week afterwards, a friend who, now, this is an amazing story, Jerry. She's blind since birth, this girl. And um, despite that, she knits, she sails. She plays the most beautiful music that's three of the family uh, partially sighted. But it has been no handicap to them. They have done everything you could think possible. And she knit me this most beautiful bright red tea cozy, and it's on the cover of the book. And I love it because... I know the family, her mother writes beautiful poetry, and I used to paint with her grandmother. And so, you know, isn't the story everything? Yes. You know, yes. when I make my tea in the morning, now I put on the tea, pot, the, the tea cozy on the teapot, <laughs> and I just feel good because that. Tea Cozy has a story. Ah, oh, it's lovely. And the cover of the book is just so attractive. The red cosy and the lovely china beside it. But here, the, the, the theme of this book really is, you know, you uh, as a most busy mother running a business with mm. your husband, four sons and a daughter. Mm. I can only imagine what your house was like at one stage. And now it's all quiet. It's just you. A change, a total change. And, uh, you know, I tell the story in the book where we had this retired, very genteel upper crust lady who who moved in with us. And she spent the last 14 years of her life upstairs in a little apartment that we ironically christened the West Wing. Now, Jerry, it was a star move from the West Wing, as you could imagine. But anyway, she moved in all her family heirloom. She was very posh. And um, one day, I, I, I remember, I was tearing up the stairs with, with, with a big basket of laundry and um, she was standing at the top waiting to come down and with her black ebony walking stick and when I arrived above she said to me in her very very posh Anglo-Irish accent Alice my dear she said don't ever grow old it's an appalling condition and I didn't know what she was talking about but now Julia I know what she was talking about <laughs> You know, I loved, and you just said it there as you've written it in the book, and it just dawned on me, like I'm moving on in life like most people are too, (laughs) and you don't ever expect the day will arrive when you're on that stick or trying to uh, scale the stairs. Yeah, and I want to 
and burn daily. I'm off in the garden. I'm trying to shift a, a heavy pot on, on my back. Tells my head don't. And um, I remember her. I remember her regularly. And now I know what she was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but Alice, look, you are a, a, a very uh, resourceful woman. And you've turned to other things. Like, you know, for people listening today, we're, we're life. Look at the clock. It keeps ticking. The days and go into months and into years. They turn and life changes all the time. Yeah, yeah. You've, you know, made yourself busy in other aspects. Oh, yeah. I, my garden, I, I must say my garden saved my sanity because uh, I wouldn't be a great gardener now, but you could put it all forever in the garden, you know, without doing very much. And uh, to go out there and, uh, you know, to eat outside, I would eat outside if at all possible. And, um, you know, the company, the birds and the trees, and you come in better. You know, and uh, right, of course, I write uh, the writing in. And then I, I paint a bit as well. Now, let me tell you, I'm no money, but um, a painting can be totally absorbing. You know, and um, mm. I always admire people who knit. Now, I'm not a great knitter, but I, I would knit occasionally. I think, Jerry, anything creative is good for your soul. Yes, yes. Making, jam making, it doesn't matter what it is. I think our creativity, in a way, our creativity, it's our divinity. Mm. And I you say, our, you yeah. say in the book, absorb yourself in doing, and that is the truest few words you ever said. It is. You know, Isn't you're, it? once you're occupied yeah. and doing something, you know, it's, it's, that's, that's a lifesaver. And then, Jerry, to have somebody at the end of the phone, you know, if you're having a bad day, mm. it's good to have a listener or mm. a rage buddy, whichever you'd like to tell them. <laughs> you know, somebody you can complain to. <laughs> <laughs> and, and their name is not Duffy either. We leave that one for the moment. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, anyway, no, t- <laughs> tell, me, tell me this. Did you paint those geese? I uh, did. Oh, listen, Alice. Don't run yourself down. They're beautiful. Well, Jerry, I have a confession to make. I think that's the best picture I ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I love geese because I was reared with geese, you see. Yeah. My mother was, um, well, you know, she geese and, of course, turkeys and hens and all sorts of things. But way, way back, you know, uh, Jerry, before the turkeys came on the market, the geese were the thing. I yeah. mean, we used to roll schools all the time for Christmas because turkeys hadn't come to rural Ireland at the time mm. and of course when the turkeys came then we thought they were a step up but sure now the, the goose is a lot more fashion the goose now is more of a delicacy than the turkey ever true true you are sorry well let me tell you you have the gift with that brush young woman and keep doing it because <laughs> that it, there, there are more paintings I can tell listeners in this book besides but the geese really caught my attention well, I was delighted with the geese and I was so proud of them mm. I, I turned them into my Christmas card. You see, I'm a bit of, I'm a, I'm a bit of a show-off, really. <laughs> Aren't we all, Alice, when you're in this business? Yeah, I suppose, yeah. We and, are. Uh, so I, I was delighted the way the geese came out. But I think if you're painting something you love, yeah. that makes all the difference. I remember painting an old cow house that was in our yard. And I remember Brother Albert, the saint of the men who gave an art class and, and I was at it. And he said, that turned out well. Oh, I said, I love that old cow stall. He said, it always shows. Ah, if yes. you're painting something you love, 
you know, whatever it is, Jerry, it kind of works its way out through your fingers mm. onto the canvas. Mm. That's a that's a really good point you make. Now, look, there's lots of areas you cover in this book. Uh, you're still writing and receiving letters, yes? Oh yeah, I, and I'm I'm into handwriting. You know, I you know I love to get a letter and or, or, or a lovely card as well. You know, if you get a lovely card, you know, with flowers or no matter what, and you take it out of the envelope, you think. Wow, mm. isn't that great? It makes you feel good. Oh, I hope the act of letter writing never dies. Mm. I love get. Uh, Louise will tell you, my producer, I love when I get posts. And from time to time, I do still get letters from listeners, get cards as well. And there's something lifts the old heart, isn't, isn't there? there? There's something. Because I think, you know, I think what it is, Jerry, you feel people took the time. Mm. They gave you their time. Yes. And, and isn't that the most valuable thing now you can give to anyone is your time, really? It certainly And, and is. as well as that, you know, if uh, when a phone call, once you put on the phone, that's gone. But a letter, if you get a lovely letter, you can read it again during the day and maybe the day after as well. It's an extended pleasure. It certainly is. Now, look at the lockdown. I don't want to even remind you about it, but no. you, I, I can see it just grimacing when I went, mentioned the word cocoon. Oh, yeah, I know. For you, when I heard it first, because I was reared with a beekeeping brother, you see. And uh, so a cocoon to me uh, conjured up the image of a beehive and bees. So I, was, I, I wasn't allergic to the word cocoon at all. But a lot of people were. And yeah. uh, But your COVID, I mean, I, this book started out to be about somebody growing old and living alone. And then sure, bloody COVID fell on top of us. So that had to be incorporated as well. Yes. But I think what COVID did, Jerry, it stripped us of our social fabric. Mm. You know, you'd, I mean, I live here in the village and you'd go out in the street and you'd meet the neighbours and you'd be in and out and there was great back and forth. The, the village became a silent place. Mm. And it was it was amazing. Well, now we're coming back gradually, yes. and uh, we're emerging. And we, but we're, we're, do you know what it reminds me? Of? We're a bit like Saint Peter walking on water, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to just get my head round that one for sure. But Alice, what it has brought home to us is, you know, uh, phone writing the yeah. Zoom thing. You and I talking or whatever is great. But well, you know what? Important. It's it kept us going. But is there anything to beat the face to face? Chatter. Oh no! That no. you can sit down the body language. Yeah. The, oh my God! It's 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 just as a comfort. You know, Jerry, we drive each other mad, and we drive each other crazy, but we still need each other. We do, Alice, and no. that is for sure. Hey, you love Christmas. I love Christmas. I love Christmas. I'm a pure fool with Christmas. <laughs> but um, I suppose, you see, um, I was reared in the country and Christmas was, was, it was like, oh my God, an oasis of joy in the middle of, you know, that time there was very little luxuries. There was no luxuries, really. And um, I mean, we had bar back at Christmas and ice cake and Santa came and, you know, we had lemonade and oranges and things we never have during the rest of the year. So Christmas stood out. It was like man in the desert. <laughs> it was. And, and and people would say, for some people, it's like blimmin' Christmas every day. And so then the magic of it is gone. Is it fair to say, I've been looking up Wikipedia, and it's very naughty for a gentleman to ask a lady about her age, but it's through you're in your ninth decade. Oh, yeah. yeah well, not in, 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 Jerry, I'm 83. 
Oh, my, you're fantastic. And I got a card for my daughter for my 83rd birthday. And it was a very funny card. There was this lady with a very well-upholstered bosom and a, and a tough look on her face. And they were under it was, it was a, a Betty Davis quote, uh, old age is not for sissies. and you are the epitome of this what you're saying to me basically is life changes the house may empty out but you can be resourceful and you can occupy yourself and you do have your family your loving family around you yeah and and, and in a way like Jerry it's payback time (laughs) (laughs) you can say goodbye to them and shut the door and look after yourselves and, and uh, the grandchildren are great, but they go home at night. Great relief as well. Uh. Everybody says that. Everybody says that. <laughs> Alice. All the joys and none of the responsibilities. <laughs> so true, indeed. You know something. From the first one, you grabbed her attention and you're doing it again. And keep on doing what you do. This is a truly lovely book. It's called Tea for One by Alice Taylor. Get it, read it, enjoy it and uh, keep doing it. Keep doing it. You're wonderful, Alice. Thanks, Jerry. God bless you. Take care of yourself. Nice to talk to you today. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. She's a wonderful woman. She loves the Barry's tea. I've actually gone on to Barry's tea now. Yes, I've switched brands. I love the Barry's tea. I have to be honest with you. And with that in mind, I want to give one of you this lovely book. I've read it myself. It's just gorgeous. Would you like Alice's new book, Tea for One? You can have it. It's a very difficult question. What county in Ireland does Alice hail from? Now, if you can't get that after that chat, I don't know what you're doing. You're not listening to us. Anyway, what county is Alice Taylor from? 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text, please, with your name and detail. Well, there's big birthdays happening in the North East today, and I've got to give them a mention. Teresa Cooey from Blackrock in Dundalk. She's originally from Belfast and she's living many, many years in Blackrock. I'm told she's a fantastic singer and a long-time member of the local choir. She can fairly belt out Danny Boy. Oh, she can. And she's keeping really well. And it's her birthday today. Teresa Cooey is 100 years young today. Happy birthday to you. That comes in from Olive and all your neighbours. And another big birthday today. Oh, he's a big fan of the Dock Football Club. They say he's their number one fan. He's Jerry Casey. And he's a resident at St. Oliver Plunkett Community Unit. And he's 80 today. Sure, only a youngster, Jerry, compared to Teresa, to be honest with you. Anyway, 80 years young, and it's his birthday today. And looking forward to seeing him later. Jenny, Deirdre, George, Stephen, and all his family in Lisbon. Can't wait to see him and join in the celebrations. So for you today, both of you on your big birthdays, well, shall we have a listen to Mr. Cliff Richard? Lucky lips, lucky lips are always kissing. Lucky lips are never blue. Lucky lips will always find a pair of lips so true. Don't need a falling clover, rabbit's foot, or a good luck charm. With lucky lips, you'll always have a baby in your arms. 
Ah, simply brilliant, Cliff Richard. I absolutely love him. And any time I've gone to see him in concert, I've so enjoyed him. He's brilliant. He was 81, Cliff, on the 14th of October, just gone as well. Fantastic, fantastic man. And that especially today for Theresa Cooey, who's 100 today, and Jerry Casey celebrating his 80th birthday. Congratulations to both of you. Happy, happy days. Now, Drogheda Motor Show is back and it's on the streets of Drogheda. Lawrence Street, the street will be pedestrianised next Saturday. There are 15 car brands on display. All the new models for 22 and more besides live music, a cottage market, children's competitions right through the day. And if you're a car lover, you've got to stay with us on Late Lunch because our man Tony Conlin is looking ahead to the show next and he's picking a mark or two from each of those dealers displaying in the Drogheda Motor Show next Saturday. It's certainly a sign of the times that we're getting back to a sense of normality because when I tell you there's only one show in town this coming weekend, yes, the Drogheda Motor Show is back on the streets of Drogheda and it's going to be a fantastic occasion. It happens next Saturday, the 23rd of October, and many local dealers are taking part in the event. And as part of his his regular motoring feature with us on Late Lunch, Tony Conlon is on the line to look ahead to the show. Tony, this is great to see, isn't it? That's absolutely marvellous. Drogheda has been fantastic in the car business, Jerry. And it, this reminds me when I saw it back on, like it's nearly like the fair days years ago. Like people are going to appreciate this. They like, be able to go walk up one street and see every car, like fifteen marks there, some fifteen brands. Marvellous, Jerry. Well, look, let's have a a quick run through. You know who's exhibiting here this coming weekend, and perhaps Tony, you might pick a car yeah, sure, from each yeah. of the dealers. So, could we start with Jack Doran Motors, Kia, and Citroen? What would you like to talk about there? Jack Doran Motors. Uh, there's a lot of new stuff there. For example, the new C4 Citroen that's available in, in electric and diesel and petrol. Then the, the EV6 electric Kia. That's going to be a stunning car. They have a very fresh range of models there, Jerry. The, the car of the year, the last car deal winner, when there was a car of the year, the Kia Soul Electric. So there's a lot of nice motors there. Have a look for the new C4. It's, like it's, it's more than a hatchback. It's, it's like uh, an SUV. And then the EV6. And of course, the whole range. There's a whole range. There's C3s and all that sort of stuff, yeah. So Jack has plenty to show there with Kia and Citroen. Now, our own show sponsors, Blackstone Motors, Donal and Noel up there. What a job they've made of uh, Blackstone. They really made their mark here in uh, County Louth and beyond. Renault, Dacia and Opel. If you were to pick one, a mark from those ranges there, what would you be looking well, at, Tony? Y- y- you'd have to look at the new Arcana Renault. There's no doubt at all about that. The other one there is Dacia, the new Dacia Duster, the new Sandero. Huge changes there and improvements. And of course, Opel are back, Jerry. It's a great time to be an Opel dealer because there's a whole new management system there. There's a whole new design type of new vehicles. And of course, they're owned by the PSA Group. And you'd have to look at the new Mokka, just to name one. Again, a car available in different variants. Electric, I'm driving an electric one at the moment, Jerry. Electric, petrol and diesel, yeah. And they're the ones, don't forget the mock, some lovely designs and colours in it. And the, the Arcana, and of course the Dash, Dash range. Another Gary with a massive range of vehicles. They have indeed. Brian Reynolds will be on Lawrence Street as well with his Mazda and Fiat range. Mazda, one of the most underestimated cars possibly out there. If you're going the electric route, look at the MX-30 with them unique back doors. And then of course you have the CX-30 and you have the anniversary models right across the range. 
why I say underestimate the build quality is phenomenal on them, Jerry, and uh, lovely, lovely anniversary models out there too. Like they're a good mark. Nicky Smith will be bringing his uh, best looks to Lawrence Street as well with Ford all round. And there's no, there's no question at all about that. Like he has sure winners there, like in the Fiesta. The new Puma is doing extremely well, and then you'll be waiting for the new electric version of the uh, the Mustang to come along. I don't think it'll be there now unless he's pulled some strings. But it's making a lot of lot of, on, on social media. There's a lot about this new Mustang electric. It's going to be very interesting to see what else he will show there. Of course to have the top-selling commercial range in, in the country. Yes, and there's plenty there for the commercial end of things as well. We must mention them. Now, Peugeot, back to France with Windsor. French are really on the game at the moment. There's no doubt at all about Peugeot. What can you say about Peugeot? But the 208, the 2008, the 308, brand-new 308, Jerry. I have it in the Chronicle this week. I was at my first trip abroad in two years. I drove the new 308. And of course, the style factor is there. And you know, Jerry, headlamps are playing such, playing such an important part now in design that the companies are are playing with the lights as such. They're inducing new designs because of the the technology that's there in lighting. So the three hundred eight, the three double hundred eight, the five double hundred eight, and the five hundred eight. They have a massive range of fresh cars. Column Quinn BMW building a brand new premises on the north side of Drogheda at the retail park. They're going places, and of course, BMW Mini Class. There's no doubt at all about it. Like you'd be showing the Mini, you'd be showing the electric Mini, I'm sure you'd be showing the new 1 Series, the new 2 Series. Of course, he has to be showing the 3 Series and the 5 Series. <coughs> so they have a very fresh range of cars there. And uh, they're moving, like every other company, they're moving in the direction of plug-ins and electric too. And it'd be interesting to see that range of cars, definitely. Western Motors, Volkswagen and Skoda. My God, haven't Skoda made some impact in Ireland? There's no question at all about it. You're going to look at one car there as a massive range in electric. It's the Kodiak, the new EV Kodiak, the electric Kodiak Skoda. They won't have the Fabia. The Fabia sadly should have been launched, but they won't have it because there's a microchip problem, as you know, Jerry. You heard about it, I'm sure. Same with mobile phones. There's a shortage of microchips in the world, and there's just a hold back on launches of, for some cars. The Fabia is one of them, but they'll make up for it. They'll have the new Octavia there. They'll have the, the, the superb there and, of course, a range of SUVs, including the Kodiak. Volkswagen, there's no question at all about it. They're going to be pushing the ID3, the ID4, and they've the phenomenal Golf 2 and the Polo, along with many more. So they have a good range. This is a good show, Jerry. It certainly is, because we're going to finish with the uh, Japanese cars. Back to them. John McCabe, Nissan Andrade, he's put some investment into his new place. And the Qashqai, I was just reading in the Sunday Times at the weekend, they've named the Qashqai, the new Qashqai, as their car of the year. Yeah, look, the Qashqai has made a name for itself since its launch. It was the first SUV. They've moved away from the diesel. It's a 1.2 petrol uh, mild hybrid. I drove it. I wrote about the car. You'd know it's a cash guy, but every panel on it has changed. It's still roomy. It's very well designed. And of course, dependability is a huge thing. Where So they're, they're doing well. They have the new Duke too. The Duke is only like a year, a year or so old. Two years old, you know. Plenty of poke in that 1.2 cash guy, is there? They wouldn't put under the bonnet if there wasn't, Jerry, be true for which. But like, when it comes to poke, and yes, there's plenty of poke and just a nice bit of torque in it. And it's a huge move away from diesel because I'd say about 90% of their sales would have been diesel, like, you know. And now they're, they're going to push the petrol, which has happened right across the world with all sorts of cars and manufacturers, you know. 
to round off the exhibitors last but certainly not least Malone's Toyota Drogheda and what do you say about Toyota they've just gone from strength to strength well you see Toyota the likes of Toyota used to turn around and maybe launch a new car and you'd hear about the new car and now they're coming in twos and threes for example they're after introducing the, the, the European car the year Yaris now there's a cross version what's that it's an SUV version that looks a bit muscular and tough and it's more than just an urban runner uh, it's got a unique before system on it too it's a small uh, SUV as such but they're after introducing that it's only in the showrooms John would definitely have that there there's no question all about it they should have the new Camry they've introduced a lot of new technology shape is basically the same the new Camry and unless he's pulled something really special because I don't think it's due to the uh, the first quarter of next year, then there will be a new top-of-the-range four-wheel drive RAV4 plug-in. And then, of course, the farmer's favourite, the builder's favourite, the Land Cruiser, will be there too, I'm sure. Just put this to you before we finish. We're in mid-October now. Is now the time, if you're considering, you know, a trading in, buying new or whatever, that new plate 2022, the new plate at the start of January, is this your opportunity to do deals? Uh, this is your opportunity you know, to, to, to pre-book and get a deal in your own car. Looking forward to January, what the dealer will allow you for your car. Maybe maybe you could sell your car private. Let me tell you one thing, the second-hand cars, good second-hand cars are scarce. And if you mind your car, if you mind your car and you have a service history and it was never crashed, and the mileage is true and everything else, you have a very valuable little bit of a collateral there. Now is the time to look for And to be truthful with you, do your research now because I'm after giving a hint already, the new cars are a bit scarce. Sales are down a little bit in September and it's all because of scarcity too, Jerry. Are you better selling privately and taking cash to a dealer to do a deal? Will you do better than a trade-in? But, you know, there's people absolutely scared stiff of people coming to their homes and tyre kickers, in other words, and then there's a people who take a chance. You don't know who's coming around. One thing you do is all this meet at your own place. Never let anyone else suggest to you where you should where you should be if you're showing your car from a security perspective. I would go the dealer route for the moment, because you have peace of mind. You won't have anyone haggling coming back to you if there's a problem. You know what I mean? But you could like sell it on to a family member or something like that, or a dear friend that you know you're going to have no problems with. But I would go to the dealer, because dealers want a range of good cars for January under four courts. There's no doubt at all about that. And the nicer you've kept your car, the more valuable it's going to be. Let me tell you that. Tony Conlon, as usual, a mine of information. Thank you so much for joining us. And we're all looking ahead to the Drogheda Motor Show happening on Lawrence Street in Drogheda and lots more besides happening in the town this coming Saturday, October 23rd. And it all begins at 10am and runs till 5 and we'll be there as well on LMFM Radio. Tony, thank you so much. Thanks, Jerry. We will indeed be there on Saturday. Listener on to us to say, I was listening to Jill Kirby speaking about Louise's jacket. I would like to point out that I was renewing my insurance policies a few weeks ago. The insurance company do not send out the policy in the post anymore. I had to download and print them off. I thought a photocopied insurance certificate wouldn't be acceptable to any Garda station. Uh, the reason I think the insurance companies will not post their any renewals is to save themselves money, but I have to print them instead. I have to say, that's not my experience. I renewed insurance recently, and the cert came out with the little disc as well. Very formal document, and the disc. Um, I wonder where that uh, listener is coming from. Did anyone else experience that? That they're not being put, uh, sent out now in the post, that you print it down yourself? Bit of a nod one, that. But uh, perhaps it is the case, and companies 
companies are doing it but that's not my experience I have to say 086-1800-658 if you want to get in touch with us on the show this afternoon if you have a view on that insurance cert or disc issue printing them off not being sent out by the companies Late Lunch LMFM Radio still to come on the show my artists of the week they're Irish again this week and after three we'll also be uh, dipping into the Mead Garda Youth Awards and some fantastic young people from the Royal County with their stories they'll be telling them to me but before all that from cars to camper vans stay with us on late lunch Darren O'Brien I think I've said it before you were probably like young cattle being let out on the grass in springtime <laughs> we were we were indeed tell we them indeed. the story you are of course we've spoken before you are a camper van enthusiast and you've a beautiful Volkswagen as well but this get together didn't happen Darren for a couple of years uh, we missed last year. How it started out, it started, this would be the 17th year. It would have been 18, obviously, we missed last year. So 17 we've done now in a small village called Camp in County Kerry. And there's a guy lived down there. He passed away, unfortunately, last year, Mike Neal, in the railway tavern in Camp. Mm. And he, I, I set it up with him many, many years ago. He's a Volkswagen enthusiast, and I asked him could I come down because it's a beautiful little, little pub right on the Atlantic Ocean. He said, yes, absolutely, I'd love you to come down with a couple of pals. And sure, the rest is history, same weekend, every single year. Um, and we went down again this year, you know, COVID, um, and then, of course, losing our, our leader as such last year was a, was a big hit. But the family down there, the O'Neill, they wanted us to come back. So we went back and upwards of 50 Volkswagens, and we had an absolute ball of a weekend. It was like... Everybody wanted to get out again. Mm, and, ah. and that's what it was, you know. And the village is called Camp. It, the village is actually called <laughs> Camp. So we, we, we named it Camp Fest. Yeah, it's a, it's a funny way. It just happened that way. Yeah. Know? It just happened that way. But it's the it's venue we, for it's, camper vans. You know, like ab- where else absolutely. would you go? Absolutely, yeah. So we, we yeah, look, we, have, we have a little, we have a ball. We go down there on a Friday we hang around the little pub. Um, we all sort of roll in. And then on the Saturday, we go out for a run. We go up over Connor Pass. The guards come out for us. We go down through Dingle uh, and down into Anna Skull, into Tom Crean's pub. And then down onto Inch Beach. Mm. And we'd all line up on Inch Beach and get the cameras out, you know, and then back lovely. to the pub that evening. But it's lovely. It's, it's a fantastic yeah. part of the country, you know. Yeah, you know, I'm with you in my mind on that journey there. I can only oh, imagine the beauty of it, like... Yes, uh, exactly. Oh, it's, it's incredible to see. And then all the neighbours and all the locals, they'll come out and stand on the side of the road and wave you on. As you can imagine, loads of different colours and, you know, mm. different types of vans, but all Volkswagen and from every single year right up to the present day. 17 years you're doing it. It must have yeah, been really yeah. poignant, as you said, with Mr O'Neill having passed right. away and him not there. I'd say there was a tear or two shed. There, there most definitely was because he led it every year in a little beetle. Mm. So, of course, his son this year was driving the beetle and sure, there was definitely tears as soon as that little car pulled out onto the road and we all had to follow it, you know. Mm. And he wasn't there for the first time. A very, very uh, a, a lovely man and, you know, big, long beard and a great man of the West that would tell story after story after story. So he was a pillar down there in that area and well-known and 
sadly missed, you know. Sadly missed indeed. And uh, the camper van confined, of course, to VW owners. And yeah. you told me all about yours as well. And That's it right. goes back a few years. What would the oldest one, would you know, be there out of the over 50 that attended? How far are you going back with the, uh, the well, oldest? Well, uh, the oldest one we had there this weekend was 1962. So six, six, did you say 50 or 60? 62. 62 was the oldest one there. My, the oldest. And still absolutely sweet as a nut driving oh, absolutely and yeah yeah I drives it um, he'll have maybe five six seven weekends a year where we meet up and he'll always come out in that 1962 Christ 60 years old next year yeah. you know what yeah. I mean that, that and beautiful vehicle. and flying along the road not giving yeah. any grief or any, any trouble and, and what age is your own remind me again mine is, mine is a 79 ah so yours a youngster that's it mine's <laughs> new compared to his <laughs> Lads to turn up in nineties yokes and think they've got think they've got old vehicles, but when they see the rest of them, uh, it's <laughs> lovely. It's a lovely it's tradition, great, you know? and well done to you for maintaining it. And thanks for joining us just to bring us Not up today. And look forward, I'm sure, to year eighteen and uh, where That's you go it. again. We'll keep you informed on anything. Do indeed, Darren. Yeah, good man, Darren. Well done to you. Take care of yourself. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Darren O'Brien in County Mead with his VW campervan. Back to 62. He's 79. My God, isn't it just great? And they're passionate about them. And that's what we're talking to Alice Taylor about a little while ago. Having a passion. Having an interest in life. It's so important to sustain us as well as the years move on. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Artist of the Week coming after three. Yes, great young people from County Mead, from the Mead Youth Garda Youth Awards recently and more besides. But taking us to news, weather and sport at three. I love this one. It's Christina Perry and Jar of Hearts. I know I can't take one more step towards you. Oh, I know you loved her. I loved her myself. Alice Taylor, her new book, T for One. It's a gorgeous book. It really is. And what a wonderful, lovely lady she is. The question today for the book was, from which Irish county does Alice Taylor hail? Of course, it's County Cork and difficult to pick one, but we rolled the drum, we tossed the dice, whatever you like to call it. And the name that came out today is Mary Cassidy from Gibbstown in Navin. Mary, that book is on its way to you and you'll love it, I promise you. Great book and uh, the woman is simply brilliant. Now, my Artists of the Week. It is Irish Music Month on LMFM Radio and across the country and the uh, stations, uh, the independent stations. And uh, I've chosen this week, as my Artists of the Week, the Boomtown Rats. Yes, they were formed in Dublin back in 1975. The Boomtown Rats comprised Bob Gell, Gary Roberts, Johnny Fingers, Pete Briquet, Jerry Cott and Simon Crow. They all incidentally hail from Dunleary, bar one. Yes, the man himself, Pete, came from Cavan, Bally James Duff to be precise. Originally they were known, did you know this, as the Nightlife Thugs but they didn't really like that name. Well, one or two of them didn't. So they changed their name early on to the Rats. And you know why they changed or what they called themselves after? A gang of children were called the Boomtown Rats in Woody Guthrie's autobiography. And uh, Geldof said, that's it. That's what we'll go for. They moved to London in 1976 and released their first single, Looking After Number One, in August 77, which made the UK top 40. 40. And uh, that song would actually be the first of many a big hit for the Boomtown Rats that followed in the years between the late 70s and the early 80s. 
album number one, which was simply called The Boomtown Rats, followed quickly and included another hit single, Mary of the Fourth Form. However, I'm jumping forward today for my first rat song of the week. So what else would you play of a Monday? Silicon chip inside her head gets switched to overload. And nobody's gonna go to school today. She's gonna make them stay at home. I will never forget the first time I saw that on top of the pops. Ah, my God almighty. So proud to have an Irish band there and, of course, one of the seminal songs. Boomtown Rats are my artists of the week this week on Late Lunch. Cherry 123ie make you print out the certs and discs. Uh, if you want the originals, they charge you, says a listener today. Um, and another one there, uh, thanks indeed for that, where we had a message from a, another listener earlier on saying that they're printed out now from their company. And Jerry, just a, a point, I've been to a pub in the north side of Drogheda once a week for the last five weeks, never asked for a vaccination cert, no distancing, it's like the Wild West, says a listener. It's sad to hear that with the uh, cases the way they are at the moment, we still need to take care of that. That's for sure. Now, up next on the show, the Meath Garda Youth Awards took place recently in the Knightsbrook Hotel. I was there and I met some terrific young people who won awards and we're going to hear from them next. The Meath Garda Youth Awards recognise young people who are doing real good in their communities. At the recent awards ceremony in the Knightsbrook Hotel, I met some of those acknowledged for their achievements, starting with Shola Boshel Scanlon, who told me her story. Well, first came to Costa de Lacey, I was recently diagnosed with cancer and throughout the chemo I tried my best to go to school as much as I could and do the best I could during school and try to get the best scores and do get my the attendance I could, best I could. And tell me about your treatment. You had a lymphoma? Uh, yeah, I had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and uh, the chemo I thought was uh, easier for me but I had radiotherapy after that and I thought that was the harder part. I attended the hospital and I went in there for like, for like an hour of chemo for six months and I missed about a few hours of school for that. So when you were receiving the treatment, you wouldn't be at school that day? Well, I'd sometimes try to attend the end of the school day, but sometimes I would miss it, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a great way to get my mind off of what was going on around me. Are you delighted with the nomination for the award? Yeah, it's really exciting to get. <laughs> it surely is. And and for you now, where are you now? Are you, your treatment is all finished. What happens now? Do they keep a good eye on you? Are you back for regular checkups? I get regular checkups at the hospital, so they do. But I'm back at school fully. Good stuff. And you're in what year now? I'm in third year. Oh, have you exams coming up? Yeah, during summer exams. And what are your hopes and dreams? What would you like to do beyond school? Do you think about that uh, career-wise? Uh, yeah, I want to become a psychiatrist, so I do. So I'm trying to reach that. I'm going to have a word now with Sophie Crow. She's 17, from Dunshocklin, and she attends Loretto in Navin. Sophie, thank you for joining me, and congratulations on your nomination. Thank you so much. Tell us your story. It really revolves around your sister, Julie. Yeah, um, so in 2019, unfortunately, my sister Julie passed away from suicide. And um, me and my friends wanted to kind of raise awareness about suicide and kind of help prevent it. Um, So uh, last year, when I was in fifth year, 
we decided to do a, a fundraiser for Pieta House um, called Yellow Day. Um, so we got all the girls to wear yellow in support of Pieta House and we made announcements about what the service does and how to get help if you need any help. Um, we also got the girls to bring in two euro or any donation they'd like to do um, to help the charity. Um, and we also made posters and uh, took photos um, just to raise awareness about the charity and the great work they do. And you raised loads of money. Yeah. One of the things we wanted to do was to kind of help others who might be struggling with depression or anything like that, um, just to show them that there is services out there and that they can talk to anyone, whether it's a professional or just family members, friends, parents, and just reach out if they're struggling. Your sister, Julie, it came as out of the blue, total shock to you all? Yeah, yeah. It was kind of out of the blue and kind of why I wanted to do this fundraiser in my school was to hopefully help other people who might be struggling with the same kind of thing. It's fitting tribute to your sister Julie and all the great work that you've done, Sophie, uh, since that you're nominated for these uh, wonderful awards. And thank you for uh, joining me today. Thank you so much. Next up, I spoke to Molly, Laura and Aoife from Ashburn Community School, whose group Hashtag Anchi Cycles encourages girls to cycle to school. We wanted to try promote girl cycling to school because there's not very many people that cycle. There's like, I think it's two in 250 people in Ireland, g- girls that cycle to school. So um, we wanted to try promote girl cycling. So within Ashburn itself, before you began this campaign, were there many cycling? No, there wasn't many cycling, especially in Ashburn Community School. There was only one girl in our school that cycled on like on a regular basis so that wasn't great and we were in a, a pretty large school so we we really wanted to make a change for that that's small isn't it so what's the premise of the campaign what did you do we just wanted to like empower the girls just to make sure they didn't feel embarrassed but cycling to school we also done an audit to kind of help with the dangers and all of the cycling tracks to our skill there'd be poles in the middle of the roads we kind of wanted to get them removed to make it safer for cycling to school as well do you see this you know uh, making an impact uh, into the future do you believe that more and more people will get on their bikes yeah we do believe that more and more people will get on our bikes because we even noticed just in even the few weeks of us doing the campaign that more and more people have expressed an interest and we recently got a new bike shelter to also help supply us with more space to keep the bikes, which was very good as well. We then went to the Mead County Council and they um, replied with a very long and very informative response. So that was nice to hear back from them. And it was just very filled. It was filled with the information that we needed to do to carry on with the programme. And do you believe that they took on board, you know, the points you raised with them? Are they going to make actual changes physically? Um, yes, they, they replied to us and they, they said they had a lot of things in play and they had um, a lot of changes like on, ongoing. I found it went very well. We kind of left the programme with more confidence um, that we gained from cycling and we feel more comfortable now even us cycling to school. Robert Barco is another award winner. I am uh, 13 years old and uh, I go to school in St. Peter's College in Dunboyne. I'm in second year. Tell us why you're nominated here today. Well, uh, I'm nominated because I'm promoting a transport link in Cuckloon that would uh, go from Blackhall, Cuckloon and Dunboyne and uh, link that together. 
Well, uh, I've emailed TFI and the NTA and also Local Link Mead about it. I have gotten a response so far. They said they might, they were looking into it and all, but I hope this will push them to do it. I hope they do set it up after listening to this, and uh, I'd be very delighted if they do. James McCluskey is one of a group of friends of the late Darren Connell who've been raising funds for Jigsaw. Darren was one of our best friends growing up, and sadly, Sarah's sixth year, he took his own life. Very popular in the community, really big in the football. Like a lot of people, well, at all, he was one of the best footballers around our age. Big man for football. He was very much committed to it. He was on the county team growing up, was always every training no matter what happened to him he always wanted to go his leg would be hanging off and he still wanted to keep going to football that was just the type of man he was so tell us about this day what you actually did to raise this enormous amount of money so what we did was a cycle end up being 100 kilometers we started off with the in old castle there's two pitches in old castle one for the juveniles and one for the senior players so we started off at the juvenile pitch because that's where Darren's football career started. And then we went out to Millbrook, which is the other pitch in Oldcastle, where the older players in Oldcastle started playing. And after that, as I said, he was on the county team. So we went up to Mead's training pitch and we dro- cycled up to there. And then we cycled into Park Talton cause, because Darren played many games there, such as finals with, for the school, for the club, many times. And then we cycled all the way back because no matter what, he was always a club man first. And it was a 100km cycle, it took us the whole day. We were very tired after, and look, we got so much awareness around us, so many people were giving a shout-out to it, so many people raising it, it was just tremendous to see, and it was very, we are all delighted with what, how it turned out. You kicked a bit of ball on each of the grounds, I believe, as well, besides the cycling. Yes, uh, so every pitch we got to, we took a, we all got a ball and kicked it over the bar. Appropriate way to remember, Darren. And the money you raised... Big, big amount. Tell us how much you raised. So we raised, I think, around 34000 and then we ended up selling the tops that we wore for the day, and that raised another another 1000 I believe, mm. around that mark, and that was all donated again to it. We were delighted with it. We've got so much good support for it, and we are blown away at how big it got. We weren't expecting that at all. To be honest, none of us would have known about these services either. We only found out about them after he passed. These services came in and helped the people around the locality who were struggling after his death. And that was the only way we knew. Before this, we didn't have a notion who Jigsaw was. And that was probably the big problem. But hopefully now, with this awareness, some more people can hear about them and more people can get help. It's very nice to get to the world, but you do remember why you did the cycle and why you did it all so it is kind of still a bit sad because you realise why you're here but it's very nice to get the recognition and just continue the awareness for it Yes, uh, fantastic young people in County Mead recognised by the Gardaí there at the Mead Gardaí Youth Awards recently congratulations to all of the winners and all of the nominees too and uh, great to see them all and to be at an event after all this time it was really fantastic Tomorrow on Late Lunch Sheena Hattie joins us she has some story about her special child Siobhan O'Neill White Halloween is on the way things to do for the mid-term and Pauline Ashwood tells us about the return Turn in person of Drahada Classical and more besides on the show Tuesday. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive. Stay with us here on LMFM Radio, but do come back to join us for Tuesday's Late Lunch from 1.30. See you then. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drada Dundalkin Cabin. Let Blackstone Motors find the perfect car for you. With over 300 cars to choose from, we have the biggest selection of pre-owned cars in Drada Dundalkin Cabin. Low APR and zero deposit packages available. See blackstonemotors.ie for more details.
Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.